my steer hit and I was one moment he was right beside my heel horse. I was like, I literally just told myself, stay down instantly. I was like, don't panic. Just really stay forward in your saddle and put your rope on the ground and see what happens. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey, everybody. This is Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome to The Short Score. This is the Team Roping Journal's weekly news update podcast that, for the most part, I have turned over to Caitlin Gustav, who is my assistant editor. But right now, she is getting ready for a very busy week. Caitlin is leaving for the Cinch Timed Event Championships. That'll start Thursday, so you'll want to watch all of her coverage Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from the Lazy E. And then, of course, Sunday she will be at the BFI. So we will have podcasts with the winners of the Cinch Timed Event Championships, the winner of the Cinch Timed Event Championships, I should say, and the BFI winners. So it's going to be a really big week for Caitlin. She's going to be there. She just came from the NTR finals down in Wickenburg where she lives. So we've been using her pretty heavily lately. So we were all watching the American at home. So I called Payne Bray today to visit with him and he is who our guest is on the short score today. This is I think the first time I've had Payne on a podcast. While these interviews are usually pretty short on the short score, this one we got a little lengthy because we had a lot to talk about. He just won $100,000. Him and Eric Rogers were just flawless. If you are interested in a little bit more, I've got their horses' papers up on teamropingjournal.com, and you'll also be able to see uh, replays of their runs courtesy of the Cowboy Channel. So check that out at teamropingjournal.com, and enjoy this interview with Peyton Bray. Hello. Hello. How are you? It's all good. Are you on your truck speakerphone? Because I can barely hear yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Can, can we take it off? Yeah, take it off, because it's like really quiet. How about now? Crystal clear. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. You sound like a rich man. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's rich. You do what I do. <laughs> it's got to be about the richest you've ever been, though, huh? That's exciting. Um, yes, ma'am. Absolutely by far. <laughs> yeah, no, no I'm, I'm not. I'm going to just try to hold my breath and put it all in different spots and different safe spots. So, we'll see. Do you have any uh, investment goals? Um, not really. I just actually, uh, I bought a really nice prospect that Joseph Harrison had for a few months after the finals. And then, I'm pretty doing pretty good. I got a truck. I probably should buy a trailer, but when I've been rodeoing, I usually take my truck and Eric's trailer. So, I haven't quite invested in one of those yet. But that'll probably be my next investment, but... I'm just going to try to keep it away in a safe spot and invest maybe a little bit of it and then save some of it, act like I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Now, so. how many times – you've been to AT&T for – as a qualifier before, right? Yes, ma'am. In 2017, I think I was I was 18. I remember. Yeah. Um, how did it How did it differ this year? How did it feel? Oh, um, my dang sure wasn't so much had the shock factor, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, 
Britt and I made it. The stars lined up, and you know, it was. I'm not saying it was different back then, but back then you had to. Uh, it was pretty. It was promoted a lot more. Like they didn't have qualifiers until like anywhere this year. Yeah. But uh, back in 2017, it was a big. The American was a big deal, and they had the side pot, which was 500. They had them at the biggest ropens of the year. Like you had a hall to go to the ropens. And then you got to enter the qualifier, and then you got to be the top ten, and you got to catch all four steers. Now a guy can kind of duck off, pay three seventy five, and then if five teams enter, just you you can get a spot pretty much. Or if there's six or seven teams enter, just the person that catches the the most steers mm-hmm. gets to go, gets the qualification. So back then it was way more strict, and way more people did it. And now it's a little bit different, but you yeah. know back then it was really really tough and. The fact that the stars did line up and Britt and I did make it was probably truly a, a blessing. And when we did make it, it's like you you know you plan and enter to make it, but when it happened, it was kind of like I tried to act like I wasn't surprised, but you know I was pretty surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Now speaking of surprised, were you surprised at that first steer that Eric threw quite a bit of rope at? Um, I don't know. I just that's that's I will say that is a big difference. You know, I feel like. Four years ago, there's no way I'm going to heal that steer. But now I'm not saying I got it going on. I know what I'm doing, but I feel like I can control my emotions a little bit better and, you know, my reactions a little better. And, you know, when that steer hit like that, Eric did a great job. Just that steer, they were a really good set of steers. Jordan Weaver had them put them together, but they were fresher and they were Mexican. So when you put them in an arena like that, they probably have never been there like that. They've just been in Alvarado. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of put them in that kind of setup, one under barrier, and it's pretty full contact, you know, you're going to have a little bit of freshness, a little bit of differential between a few steers. But most of the time, you can tell by the time, steers were very even, done a great job put together. But that one was a tick on the fresher side. And I went to both those jackpots that they roped them at, and they were really, really good set steers. But I, uh, when that steer hit, and I was, one moment he was right beside my heel horse, I was like, I literally just told myself, stay down instantly i was like don't panic just really stay forward in your saddle and put your rope on the ground and see what happens but don't i think the guy right there panics tightens the swing up and tries to knife it at him you don't ever catch that steer but mm-hmm. I, I just try to stay real soft and open and didn't try to panic and didn't try to change anything so i was very blessed to make that shot work and it it was it was pretty uh it was a pretty crazy shot, and they showed the big screen, and I kind of looked at it and was like, gosh, dang, that really just happened, but I was even <laughs> kind of surprised. Yeah, I was going to, I wondered if you surprised yourself with that shot. I mean, I know you well, know you're good, but that was really impressive. Right. Well, it's kind of one of them deals where you're just kind of in that middle state of mind where you just, was, everything was really slow motion, and you, I can c- control the run, and it was just kind of step by step. I'm like, okay, I need another swing. Okay, stay down, really place your rope and then finish, and then it kind of happened just like that. So thank gosh I was kind of real mentally prepared and kind of just kind of talked my way through that one instead of just turning and firing it. How pleased were you with Slider? Oh, my gosh, he was so spot on. Like, that was that horse, that horse is, I don't know if he's the best horse, but he's the best horse to me, you know. He was, he stayed forgiving right there, even though he, he ran into the steer because the steer, the momentum changed was very drastic. I mean, we were going full contact. The steer was out in front of us. Eric reached and roped him, and then the steer just completely hit the brakes and was trying to fight his head. And he just stayed pushed up and let me just stay soft and stay forgiving and finish. And I'd say 99% of your horses would have just 
wigged out and kind of just got tight and took the complete throw away. And then the next two runs, it was like a day off back there. Eric set him up, and I just went one, two, three, and he just was spot on. He would, he felt so good, had strong finishes. I burned belly rubber every time I dallied on them poor little steers because <laughs> I was kind of excited and pulling back a little bit, and he just was strong, and he felt good. Yeah, tell me about those last two. I mean – it, it, it just looked so easy for you guys. Did it feel just so easy? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, like the first one, like it was pretty drastic. A couple things happened. You know, there was a couple curveballs, but we we got by them good. But the second two, I mean, my header just flat out come on train and just <laughs> hit the barrier and got in front of them steers and rope going to them, and they were in tow, and I just literally kept them in front of me and second hop both times, and just the momentum was good. The the run was easy, and it, it was very forgiving, and it felt very consistent. You know, we were 5-2, five 5-1, five and 5-flat, and he, he did a great job and set him up, and I just did my job. And it, it, The run felt easy because it, it, it really was easy. He did, it was set up perfect, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And he was still on the mare that's your family's, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Him and that mare, they're nothing nice. I think they've, he's won almost – I bet he's won over 300000 on that mare. That's so cool. What a cool mare. I mean, she's quickly becoming one of the top mares in history. I think, you know, I think Haley has half a million one on her. Dolly's got close to a million one on her. But this one's right. racking, up, racking up the money quickly. Yes, ma'am. Anytime Eric gets on that mare, it's it's kind of game time. But we, we've both been the mare and uh, Slider. We both – I don't really ride him that much. I've just been riding him at the big ones, you know, mm-hmm. and we got roped him on him at uh, Odessa. We roped him at Santone and then Jackson. And that's kind of about it. Like I haven't, I've got some really good horses uh, underneath slider and I've been jackpotting on them a lot and they're really good to jackpot on, but I haven't, we haven't, we kind of saved them too. We kind of just save them for the when it really counts for a lot of money. So yeah, they both been doing, they, they both are just so solid. They, they, just, they let Eric, and I just be Eric and I, and it, it, it does do really good for us because then they just they stay out of our way, but they do their job so well, and it just we both have a lot of confidence on them. Yeah, I think uh, it obviously shows. It looked like it was so much, just so much fun for you guys this weekend. A lot of looks. The run has a lot of flow. It looks easy. Yeah, yeah, it it certainly does, and it shows that you guys have been roping since you were a kid, um, at least in the practice pen, anyhow. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, now tell me, Peyton, this, you have been around all the best in the world your whole life. And there was certainly a lot of expectation when you were a rookie and coming up. How do you feel about your place now? Do you feel fully like you belong? Um, I would, yes, I would say so. You know, it's, uh, it kind of might sound funny, but when I first got the uh, the job to heal for Eric, and, you know, I'm not saying that there was a little pressure because, you know, not, I don't think, not that it matters, but, you know, I was just, you know, as a 19-year-old kid, I had this, just in college and just, you know, was wanted to heal steers and I was wanting to go for the first time. Didn't had some goals, you know, I set my goals pretty high, but then Eric come along and just picked me up. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you're kind of my life just kind of changed right there. Mm-hmm. And I had to grow up and I had to learn how to win and I had to learn how to catch and I had to learn how to do my job pretty fast because, you know, I have arguably the best header in the world 
and I'm just a kid. So it was kind of, there's a little bit of pressure there and not that Eric put pressure on me, but just, you know, it's just that pressure that you're supposed to do good. You're supposed to make it because you got the, you got a top five header mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, come up short my rookie year and learned so much. And I honestly, it was, it was probably the best thing ever happened to me, me not making the finals my first year. It really was. It kind of pissed me off and not that I feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't feel like I have that entitled mentality, but I just felt, I just came so close for making it and it really just lit an extra fire in me. And I went to work on it. Uh, my coach, my best friend, Marty Becker and I, I went to his house. I did two days and I just, everything I learned from the previous year, I really put into the next year. And last year I was really pleased with my performance. And then I really believe chemistry does work when you get to rope with a guy, but Eric and I got a really good run together. We both got a lot of confidence together and, you know, we do so well and we have opportunities because Eric gives me a lot of opportunities and I've been able to do my job and capitalize on them. And I just think I really don't have confidence in me belonging somewhere. I just feel like I have more confidence in Eric and then in my run. Sure. And I have confidence in myself where I know if I just be myself, just be Peyton Bray and do my job, don't worry about anything else and then it'll, it'll all come together. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I feel like the accolades and accomplishments, they're starting to rack up a little bit more. and They're, they're racking up faster than I ever thought they would, but I'm just going to try to keep my head down and keep being me and just keep doing my job for him. Yeah, and for, so you're finishing up school right now. What year are you? Uh, I'm a, I don't know how to say it. I'm a junior, senior kind of, okay. I don't know if you want to combine those two, but uh, I'm just trying to finish up. I got probably, I think I got, oh, shoot, maybe 30 hours left. Mm-hmm. So maybe two semesters, two and a half semesters full, depends on how big of a load I take. How important is it for you to finish school um, while you're rodeoing? It's, it's, you know, I want to say it's not important. I don't care about it, especially showing up to the, when, uh, when a hundred thousand show up at 8 a.m. the next day, it was kind of like, gosh, dang, I really don't want to show up, but <laughs> I, I know I need to get it done. And I'm, I just keep telling myself, you know, it's only another year you're going to get it done. So I, it's really important for me. You know, I want to have something to fall back on. I don't want to be just a rodeo guy. I don't want to be a, you know, kind of a dumb healer. You know, I want to have a little bit more going on than that, just in case if something does happen. And, you know, I want to be able to, I mean, I'm a major in business, so I'll be able to have, know what's going on if I do get a job or, you know, maybe if Echo Brand's hiring, maybe if I get a job there sometime, tying ropes or something, I'll, I have a little bit of, uh, something to show for it that I actually put in the work, did my schoolwork just like everyone else and not just, just something handed down. So it's important to me and my family that I get my, get my degree in business and get my, get it done. And then after that, I'm going to park my rig at the ceremony. I'm walking across the stage and I'm never going to look back until I, can't but until then I'm gonna keep my head down and keep trying to get all my schoolwork done absolutely are the college finals in your future or have you kind of left college rodeo behind no ma'am no ma'am I'm still in college rodeo and actually Mm -hmm. since how COVID hit last year they canceled our college finals they gave everyone a year of eligibility back and I'll be this next this year will be my fourth year the next year be my fifth year and honestly I can go back again and I I do enjoy the college rodeos. I rode calves. I uh, kind of ride all my greener horses at the college rodeos, and they don't pay bad. And I kind of go one day, and it's one to short. And uh, I got I go to a really great school. I go to Tarleton State University, and they, they just bought a dang nice facility off thirty twenty five in Stephenville, Clint Anderson's old facility. Yeah. And they, and uh, 
I'm really proud to be a part of their team. And, you know, I got a great relationship with their, with the coach, Mark Aiken. And I, I enjoy rodeoing for him. And I enjoy rodeoing for Carlton State. So, honestly, I, I bet I'll call it rodeo next year, too. So, I, I enjoy going. I enjoy roping calves. And I uh, I want to win the college finals almost about as a gold buckle. So, that's, that's, that's one of the goals on my list. I love it. I didn't realize that. I, I, I knew you had been college rodeoing, but didn't know if that got kind of pushed to the wayside. Um, yes, ma'am. Now, this is the week of the timed event. What's your timed event helping schedule look like? Oh, gosh. It's pretty hectic right now. Uh, so I just got done practicing. I've been tuning on. Uh, Haven Medjid and I have been practicing. <clears throat> been getting him going. He's riding uh, one of my heel horses, and he's riding one of my family's head horses. And then uh, Rogers is riding uh, a head horse and a heel horse uh, of ours, too. He's riding my heel horse there. And then uh, we've been kind of practicing for that. And then uh, I'm getting a mare tuned up, my calf horse mare tuned up for him to go up there. So I'm just trying to get a lot of horses lined out. And then we're taking, Roger's taking rig, Haven's taking rig, I'm taking rig. And then I'm going to heal for them two in the big time event. And then I got two junior guys I'm heading healing for in that deal. So I'll be, I should, by the BFI, I should have everything dialed in in that arena, that's for sure. Yeah, I would think so, or else you're going to be um, tired. I, hope. I know. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. I've, I, I've been going up there for, shoot, ever since I was a freshman in high school. I was just stall boy for Bird and Rogers up there and got to go take care of stuff for them and keep horses, getting horses ready and stuff like that. So that, uh, I kind of learned a lot. You know, I got to get turned loose with them, too. and It used to make me so of, nervous. Kind of get out of the house a little <laughs> bit and kind of see how it was done and, you know, see how they compete, see how they can shake off if they don't do good. So that was pretty cool. And then I think that's when I was a senior. Eric thought I would do a good enough job, and I got to help him over there. But I've helped him in junior every year that had it. I've mm-hmm. helped Eric the past three or four years. So I enjoy it. It's a great event, and I enjoy going to be a part of it every year. Gosh, I remember you as a kid there with them, and I would – text your mother and be like are mm. you sure you are ready to leave him with bird and rogers <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. gosh <laughs> i thought it was great i got to have fun say whatever i want kind of do whatever i want and then i got to drink all the soda in the world so i thought it was amazing <laughs> oh my goodness i just remember how nervous that used to make me those two were yeah. fun back yeah. then no i used to <laughs> I, used, I used to my mom my whole life she never had soda at the house you never had none of that and so i kind of got away from the house i mean that's the first thing i did was go buy dr pepper out of the <laughs> out of the wazoo just drinking soda all the time because my mom never had it at the house and she didn't like me drinking so <laughs> i was a little rebel i was getting away from her and drinking soda <laughs> i remember it well that's awesome Hayden. now hey are you guys uh uh, 50,000 counts toward the world standings. That's a pretty nice cushion to have right now. Is that going to change how you rodeo this year, or are you going to rodeo harder than ever? Um, well, if it was up to me, I would act like I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's, I wouldn't say we're going to rodeo harder. I just think we're going to rodeo smarter. Uh, Eric's two horses, he had two freak accidents happen to his horses. Uh, one of them kind of went lame, and then his uh, bay horse, his good bay hot shot, my brother took him to Arizona and jackpot on him and won, won decent on him out there. He, that was a nice horse. My brother did really good on him out there, but he got sick. He got uh, equine influenza and he got pneumonia and he just, it was just a, just a freak deal. There's a couple horses that had it around here mm-hmm. and just a freak deal that Eric's horse got it. So 
he's his two are just getting back, and then so I don't. I'm not saying we're not gonna rodeo hard. I just think we're gonna be very selective in where we go. But I'll, if it was up to me, I just would. I'm I'm young and dumb. I want to rodeo like I don't have it. Want have anything won? You know, we've had a really good winter as it is. We've won ten thousand. We placed it almost every single rodeo we've been to this winter. But I don't want to. I don't want to back off any because you know. I think if a guy sits in his chair at the end of the year, I want to say, you know what, I gave it my all. I went to every rodeo I could. I made every steer count. You know, if it was up to me, if I do in the world, if the stars line up, I want to win it by more than 50 grand because I want to have that good of a year and I want to have that good of a finals because I just feel like if you just sit around and think you got it made around here with these guys, I think that's when you, they're going to catch you. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. I so appreciate your time right now, Peyton. Thank you for always, I've told you this every time we talk, being the absolute professional and always uh, willing to to visit with me. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Have a good one, Peyton. Appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Before you go, remember, TeamRelpingJournal.com is where you will find all of Caitlin's coverage from the Cinch Timed Event Championships this weekend at the Lazy E in Guthrie. We are so excited. This is an event that we have been covering for so many years. It's a really special event to me personally. The team at the Lazy E has been so gracious to us over the years, and I thank them for their partnership. Same with the team at the BFI that we're looking forward to coming up on Sunday. I can't wait to bring you those interviews. Uh, It's the first time that that Caitlin will get to do them, and she deserves it. She's been doing a great job lately. So hope you all let us know what you think. If you are listening to the short score, if you're listening to the regular score, Leave us a review on iTunes, on your Apple Podcast app. Scroll the whole way to the bottom, down below all those hundreds of episodes we've given you, and give us however many stars you think we deserve. Write a review. I promise we have read and memorized every review everyone has ever left us. They mean a lot. We absolutely want to hear from you. We want to hear what you want to see the rest of, or hear, the rest of the year, the rest of the season on the score. And thank you so much again for being here. And a little birdie told me, if you've listened this far to the episode, there's going to be a bonus episode later in the week. And it's not exactly about the timed event. It's not exactly about the BFI. It's an audio roping lesson that I'm so excited for. So if you have listened, again, this far into this episode, you know now that a bonus episode's coming later in the week.